Hello, hello, hello. It is Friday. The Super Bowl is this weekend. The Eagles aren't playing, so I don't really care. But you might be going to a Super Bowl party, and you may want some things to talk about. You may want to catch up on the latest influencer news. So we're trying something new on Fridays. We're just going to do a quick and dirty recap with our coven of influencer and social media reporters about the big news that you may have missed this week. It's like the daily, but with foul language and a lot more fun. First up, we have something that is actually relevant for your Super Bowl party. What does Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's relationship have to do with the latest right-wing conspiracy theory taking over the internets? We have Glamour reporter Steph McNeil here to explain her story from this week. So we all know that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have completely taken over everyone's life, our entire culture. We are now in a Taylor and Travis monoculture. Um, And apparently it is not only a monoculture among those of us who like entertainment and pop culture, but it is now seeping in some of the worst parts of our culture, the right wing ecosystem. All of the hype around their relationship reached a fever pitch when the Chiefs won the game that got them into the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, where it it was just kind of this magical moment, um, I assume until slash if they win the Super Bowl on Sunday, where we had followed them this whole season. Taylor Swift is having the best year of her career. She is dating Travis, who is on this team that is now going to the Super Bowl. And it was just kind of the pinnacle of this almost reality show we've been following for so long. It was that, just kind of this being this peak of this huge cultural moment combined with the fact that there has been some reporting that the Biden campaign has really been hoping to get Taylor Swift as a surrogate going into the election, um, hoping for her not only to endorse him like she did in 2020, but also to really come out and fundraise for him and really kind of get her fans to vote for him, essentially. Um, And so I guess this kind of broke something in the right-wing influencers' brains, and they started to speculate that this all is planned. Like, it's too much that Biden needs Taylor's endorsement or wants Taylor's endorsement. And now all of a sudden, she's not only a super influential figure among her mostly female audience and those who follow pop culture, but now she's become this hugely influential figure among the NFL and sports and football. Um, And they started speculating that, you know, nothing's nothing happens by coincidence. So it has to be that Taylor and Travis are a huge sigh up by the Biden campaign to get everyone to fall in love with them. And then when they inevitably endorse Biden, they say um, to just convince the entire country to vote for Biden. If that doesn't make a lot of sense, it's it's not supposed to. I do think that Taylor Swift has a huge amount of political power. Um, and I think it's interesting because She's really only flexed that muscle a few times. In the Miss Americana documentary, there's it, a big part of it is that she is kind of debating whether she should essentially come out as a Democrat and whether she should endorse 
a Democratic candidate in her home state of Tennessee. And since then, she has been somewhat politically active. She's not the most politically active celebrity by far. She kind of comes out for big things or it seems causes she she personally really cares about. Like I said, she endorsed Biden in 2020. Um, but even since 2020, her political or not her political power, but her cultural power is so huge now. It's like I wasn't alive for the Beatles or Elvis, but I have to think it's kind of unlike anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I think that if, you know, she got on stage with Biden, I do think that I don't know if it would necessarily sway people who are going to vote for Trump to vote for Biden, but I think it could make an impact. And I think Travis Kelsey as well, um, you know, he has really stood firm on a couple of big political issues. He's been very supportive of the vaccine, which obviously shouldn't be political, but he's been in commercials encouraging people to get the COVID vaccine. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I definitely think that if the two of them came together and, you know, didn't just say on Instagram, oh, yeah, by the way, vote for Biden, but really like campaigned for him, I do think it would make a difference. Next up, we have Teen Vogue's for Tessa Latifi to talk about whether or not kid influencers are actually going to start to get paid by their parents. And are we all sick of rich people and fake rich people on TikTok? I'm so glad that you are on today because there's been a lot, a lot of news in the world yeah. of influencing. And you've been reporting on a lot of this news. And yes. I just, yeah, I want to I want to hear all the things. You wrote a story about the states that are now trying to require influencer parents to pay their kids, which yes. I which I am which I am here for. I am all for this. I'm going to read the opening of this article because I think it is so important. Imagine that you're the child of an influencer. Your parents pull in serious money in the multi-billion dollar industry of family influencing. But it is your childhood and adolescence documented in this monetized content. You participate in lucrative brand deals, appear in content that gains profits through views, and help your family's platform. But when you reach the age of 18, there isn't a dollar set aside for you. I mean, it's fucking dark, man. It's crazy. It's crazy in 49 states that's legal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so which, st which state is it not legal in? Illinois. Fascinating. Fascinating. You'd think it would be California or something, but Illinois, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for what Illinois is doing. So, yeah, in Illinois, the earnings of child influencers are protected legally. Right. Uh, but it does seem like there is going to be a change in at least six other states. Talk to me about that. Yeah, it feels like there's a reckoning. I mean, just in January of 2024, Maryland, California, Georgia, Missouri, Ohio, and Arizona all introduced legislation that would mirror Illinois' legislation and even in some cases deal with privacy concerns. So it's really a big deal because in 2023, only two states introduced it in the entire year. So it was Washington State and Illinois. Illinois passed it. Washington State is still in the House of Representatives. And then in the first month of the year in 2024, we have six states joining. Why do you think so many states are signing on now? What is changing? 
I think the tide is just changing the way that we look at kid influencers and the way that we think about them, especially relative to how child actors were so unprotected for so long and in some states still are so unprotected. And people are like, wait, why are we not regulating this industry at all when kids are the backbone of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this legislation entitles child influencers under the age of 16 to at least 30 percent of the adult vloggers compensated video content produced within a 30 day period, which includes the likeness name or photograph of the minor. That's I think that's that's pretty good language around a law. Yeah, it is. And you can see that they're trying to stretch it as much as possible, because obviously, like, there are posts that are monetized that are just like photo posts or there are ones that are like they're talking about the kid the entire time, but maybe the kid isn't shown, but that's their likeness name or photograph. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And you have talked to a lot of adult children of influencers Mm -hmm. who believe in laws like this and who believe in regulations around how children can be used in videos. Talk to me about them. Yeah, I mean, I think they're very hopeful on one hand that the the world and the country is finally like paying attention to their struggles. But the other on the other hand, it's really sad because for a lot of them, it's too late, right? Like, Whatever we do now won't save the kids that this has already happened to. And I'm not sure how the laws will address, like, when they go into effect. Does that mean that if a kid turns 18 before that, that they're not allowed remuneration? Or, like, it's just so complicated. And it feels like no matter how far these laws go, they can't go far enough to, like, save these kids' childhoods. No, no, I don't. I don't think they can. But they can do some good. I yes. after after reporting on this for 4 years now, I genuinely believe that any restrictions are good because it makes us pause. It makes us pause yes. and think about this world instead of it just remaining something that we do and consume willy-nilly. We need to think about it as both serious business and as something addictive and when we have these regulations, at least we have another layer of mindfulness. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe it'll make the parents think too and think about it as, okay, this is work. This is not just like this fun content, like whatever, like making content is work. You and I know, and we're adults. I know. I know. I mean, I'd be making so much content for this, (laughs) for this hot Sicilian every day. Um, Yes. And look, I mean, if I thought my kids would sell books, I would totally put them in the videos. (laughs) Well, listen, they probably would. Would they? Would they? I, I, I mean, I, all, all of this money is already going into their college accounts anyway. So I'm like, why don't why don't I make them work? See, Jeez. it's a slippery slope. <laughs> slippery slope, my friends. It is. It is. But yes, we I, I mean, these I think these laws are such a good thing and you're doing such great reporting on them. I, Thank you. Not just to protect children, but also to prevent all of us from the overconsumption of the social media, which is something else you have written about this week. You have another story. You're very prolific right now, girl, um, <laughs> saying we are getting disillusioned by overconsumption on TikTok. Um, yes. You know, we're not we're not feeling as good as we used to anymore. No, I really think that like the King Kylie era of influencers where we were just like wanted to see 
influencers and celebrities like flex their Cartier rings and Bentleys and like thousands of boxes like people are over it. And I don't know if it's because people are like struggling to afford rent and there's so many layoffs and, you know, a trip to the grocery store is so expensive. But people are just like, this is actually kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is actually kind of gross. And I I feel I feel yucky when I'm on the social media too long. I mean, you're you're writing about how on TikTok there is just this storm brewing brewing around the all too curated lifestyle. And, you know, is it rich people getting richer, especially as we're living in this world of constant layoffs and inflation? Mm -hmm. So many people are struggling right now. And now consumers of this content say, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of sick at looking looking at rich people getting richer. Yeah, totally. And you see this like it's really fascinating because what brought this to my mind is two things this week. So there's this one influencer on TikTok whose name is Darcy McQueenie, and she has millions of followers. And her whole thing is just like overconsumption and just I mean, every day it's like, let's do a Sephora haul. Let's do let's open packages, whatever. And she had this series of videos where she was like, oh, um, let's open these boxes of PR gifts that have been waiting for me to open them for months. And it was like literally like four massive box, like, no, four massive stacks of boxes. Like I can't even it was like a whole room full of like gifts. Right. And she was like, I have no idea what's in any of these. Two months of PR packages means four days of unboxing. And the stitches and duets and comments were like bananas that came out of it. Like it was mostly people being judgmental either towards Darcy herself for having so much stuff and like showing it off or the companies for sending that many gifts to one person. Like someone commented, this is worth more than my tuition. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and it just like people just don't want to see it anymore. And people are like, what do you do with all this stuff? Like whatever. And I mean, to, I don't know, this is kind of like a double edged sword, but Darcy did say she was going to donate most of the stuff back to fans. But I haven't seen an update on that. And I reached out to her management for comment about the giveaway and haven't heard anything back. So that's neither here nor there. Uh, just like a lot of celebrities who were getting paid for their baby photos back in the day from, yes. mag from magazines were like, we're donating all this money and none of them ever did. OK, it's an easy thing to say, you know, so easy. And thank you for following up because not enough people follow up. And then, you know, these influencers and celebrities get away with it. And, you know, I do want to just throw out one real life example. This kind of content is damaging. You know, I, I work with a lot of young women who consume this content and they get very depressed that their yep. lives do not look like this, that they do not have these things. And in a perfect storm in the past year, they have been purchasing all of these things on those like Klarna payment plans. Yes. Because now it is so easy to purchase these things on a so-called payment plan without, a, uh, without even a credit card or a credit history. And now they're paying some like $3,000 a month on these payment plans oh because God. they wanted that Apple Watch and that Michael Kors purse and that new laptop. And it made it seem so easy. And also these TikToks make it seem like everyone else is doing it. This is how to be happy. And also this is what you deserve. And Ugh. it is just it is just a way to send young women into debt 
And I'm happy that we are seeing seeing a backlash against it. Yeah. And I'm glad we're talking about the that the basis of so much of this is debt, because you see this, these people online, you're like, how are they buying so much stuff? And a lot of times the answer is either they come from family wealth, they're influencers already or debt, 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 debt. Like that makes my stomach hurt to think about a three thousand dollar shopping bill every month. Like that legit makes my like teeth ache. A $3,000 shopping bill for someone who is trying to put themselves through school and is not making very much money, but it seemed so easy at the time. It's like, right. oh my gosh, I also Invisalign, like I'm hearing Ugh. about all of these things that you can pay. You pay $15 a month for five years. Like, for the rest of your life. It's so, it's so predatory. And seeing the images on TikTok. I don't think it's as easy. My husband dismisses it more than I do because he's like, well, they shouldn't be watching that. It's dumb. And I'm like, shut up. Everyone is watching it. And yeah, what do you mean? The same as we were watching TV or I would read a magazine and be like, I would love that sweater. But it wasn't possible for me to get that $700 Christian Dior sweater. Just by like in, looking into your phone and back like in Apple 19, Yeah, back in 1998, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah. It is like... Make no mistake, all of this is very predatory on mm -hmm. young women. And I'm just happy that we're seeing more. We're seeing a lot of de-influencing now. Can you talk to me about what de-influencing is? Yes. So this cracks me up. There's this one creator who her at is depression.gov on TikTok. And I highly recommend that everyone goes and follows her and watches her. She has over 115,000 TikTok followers last time I checked. And it, she is so funny. She stitches other creators who are taking people in and out through the ins and outs of their consumerism. So she'll just like comment on like, a video of a person buying a bunch of holiday specific decor at Target and it's just like plastic like crap that like you're going to throw out that's not going to last and she's just like garbage 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 you don't need this this is garbage and just like it's so funny and it's also just like such a difference from what you see with the like come shopping with me like come restock this with me come restock this with me and it's like that's not a normal way to live and I feel like these de-influencers are kind of bringing us back to reality a little bit where they're like um no this isn't how regular people live these are all good things you've been reporting on yeah. good on good things this week the government imagine is, I know I know the government is finally stepping in people are finally admitting that all of this cheap shit available on the internet is exactly that cheap yep. shit oh you're making me feel better about humanity right now wow I'm so glad I feel pretty good about it too it's it's really good to see everything Kind of like taking, not everything, but some things taking a turn for the better for once. It's nice to see some things are better. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for coming on. I love having you here. And I will talk yeah. to you more soon, my dear. Thanks for having me. Okay, talk to you later. That's all we've got for today. I hope it gave you some fun conversation starters. Have a wonderful Super Bowl weekend. Go Eagles, even though you're not playing. And if you're bored and just sitting around, pre-order the Sicilian inheritance. Did you did you think I wasn't going to slip it in? Just just a little just one little nugget in this episode. Go have a great day. Do something nice for yourself. You deserve it.